Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hey there, I want to uh, continue uh, to put out some how-to videos uh, as I get a lot of questions. Uh, this one is going to be about how to raise private money uh, with no experience. Yes, I do believe if you're coming into this business, you're excited by what real estate investing has to offer, that you can absolutely come into this business and put together a game plan um, to help raise private money. And we're going to go through this. It's just seven quick steps. We'll spend time in each step, talk about why it's important, what, what, um, what you should be doing there, uh, and then look at how they're all connected. But before we do that, I want to run a test. So I'm kind of new to YouTube and Facebook and all this stuff. Uh, I, so I want to ask you a favor, right? I was hoping uh, that this, va this video provides a lot of value for you. And then I want to ask you to share this video. Uh, the reason I want to do that is I want to kind of track and kind of get a better understanding of YouTube analytics. I frankly don't really know how they work, right? The likes, comments, all of that. So on this particular video, I am going to ask for a favor. If you can go ahead and share this video one, two, three different times on different platforms, I would greatly appreciate it. I want to see how this kind of ripples through and, and see how the analytics look. So in the end, uh, I want to thank you for doing that for me. Uh, and now let's get started. So again, what we're going to do together. So, you know, what do you need to do raising money to start your real estate business, right? You come in, you're really excited, you think you can find deals, you know, but you don't have any money, right? So how do you do that? What, what, what can you do to attract capital? So we're gonna talk about that. You know, another thing you could do is you could be in the business, you can have a, a track record of doing onesie, twosie kind of transactions, but you're like, wow, I'm getting good at this, but I need some more capital to really accelerate, right? Kind of add more gasoline or whatever your analogy is. You know, how can you use this to take your business to the next level? So we're going to talk about that as well. And again, what we're going to do is I've taken the time to kind of outline, you know, seven steps to do either one or two above. The seven steps that I outline play for either one, right? If you're just starting this real estate business and you're, you're, you're excited, you have time, you have the energy, you can get, you can get deals, but you don't have any capital. This is going to help you. If you're in the business, you have a small seed capital, you've done a few deals, and now you want to go next level, these seven steps are going to help you. So, um, you know, pay attention. I'm going to give you my thoughts. Love to have your comments, questions. Uh, you know, if you have additional questions, just leave comments because we do do that subscriber question series on this YouTube channel. And with that, let's get started. Oh, I forgot one thing. Uh, you know, a lot of the success that I have and documented in this book, One Rental at a Time, available on Amazon, is because of private money. We used private money at two different distinct portions of our business. And in fact, uh, I should have used it a third time in the beginning. But again, I didn't know any different, right? 
I didn't know that private money was a thing until about year six or seven uh, in the business. But uh, if you're interested to see how private money, hard money, you know, bank lending can take you to the next level, uh, I suggest buying the book One Rental at a Time because it documents a 15-year journey through one of the most tumultuous times in real estate business and talks about how we uh, not only escaped the harm, uh, but prospered. So uh, pick it up. It's on Amazon paperback and Kindle. So key number one, what you need to realize is if you're looking to raise private capital, you need to realize you're in the service business. Don't look at this as you're in the real estate business, right? What you need to realize is if you're seeking capital, you need to sort of treat yourself like a financial analyst or a stock trader or, you know, someone who sells a service. And now I don't really mean sell, but that's what you need to think, right? You need to position yourself as someone who provides a safe, secure, and, you know, large return. So you need to treat, act like you're in the service business. And the rest of these steps will key on the fact that you're in the service business, right? You're placing private capital and that's what you're doing. That's your service. You need to realize that if you're going to get people around you who have capital, that if you just come to them and ask, their, their immediate response is going to be no, no, thank you, or hell no, right? Depending on what it is. But if you come with a service mindset, and as you'll see in the next several steps, I show you how to build that service mindset and what you could do, they will throw capital at you, right? Uh, we will talk about things that we did the first time we raised private capital, and these are the steps we use. People were literally throwing private capital at us, right? We didn't know what we were doing, and we had access to $2 million in the span of a couple of weeks uh, when we were talking about this. So again, you're not in the real estate business. If you are seeking private capital, you want investors or partners or whatever you call that, you're in the service business. You need to get the right mindset. You need to treat it as a business. And your reputation is paramount, right? You lose that one time, you do one thing shady, you cut one corner, you're done, right? In the service business, your reputation is what you hinge on, right? Warren Buffett says it takes 30 years or whatever it is to build a reputation and only one day to destroy it. That's how you should act. So key number one, if you're looking to raise private money in the business, whether you're just beginning or you've done a few things, is you need to realize you are in the service business not the real estate business. So what do you need to do? Well, the first thing you need to do in a service business is you need to find opportunities that offer tremendous upside. Now, I want to give you an analogy, right? If you ever gotten or spoken to a stock market, you know, a stock market analyst or a stock trader, right? You get a phone call, you get a cold phone call from Fidelity or Charles Schwab or whoever they are saying, I got a great stock tip for you and I'm going to give it to you for free. What are they doing? They're essentially coming to you to show you how good they are. And the only way they can do that is to put proof. So they say, I'm going to buy stock XYZ. I'll call you back in 30 days because I think it's going to be a home run. They call you back in 30 days and the stock's up 20%. What have they done? They've proven to you that they can spot and identify what's going on. Now, if it goes down 20% and they call you back, you're going to be like, forget you, right? So it's a risky game. But what you need to do, because you're in the service industry, is you need to serve first. You need to prove that you have the Midas touch or the magic touch or the energy or skill or whatever it is to find things that others don't. That's it. 
you need to do that and you need to share that as we'll talk about in the next several steps. But again, if you're really good at this, just pretend like you're the stock trader. Communicate, talk to it. Now you don't need to give specific addresses because what I often get from new investors is somebody's gonna come in and scoop up my deal and I'm gonna lose it and blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, great. Well, don't say it's one, two, three, four Main Street. Instead say, hey, I have a three bedroom, two bath house that you know after repairs is gonna be worth 150. I think I can get it for 70 and it only needs 30 grand of repairs. I found 50 grand just sitting there. Let's do something, right? That's what you need to do. You need to sh get that, share that, talk about why, do the numbers. So that's key number two is you need to be able to find um, opportunities with tremendous upside. I'm not talking skinny deals. If you find something that has like 10 grand on the bone, probably not interesting, right? Certainly not for your first one. You want to find something that, that almost smacks this new investor or private investor in the face going, wow, you found 20 grand or 30 grand, right? Don't bring them something that found like two grand. Right, that's just too risky. Right, the paperwork's not worth it. So number three, uh, document what you find. Why? Cost, timelines. The more you can put down on paper, think about this as a brag book. Right, this is something I did without even knowing it. One of the things we did before we started raising private capital is the market was, you know, just so crazy that we started documenting deals. Right, we would say things like. Hey, two bedroom, one bath house, converted to three, one, bought for this, rented for this. Oh, wow, look at the return. We documented like 15 or 20 properties that we did just to share the goodness of what we were doing in our business. So when we talked to people about private money, we could send them somewhere, right? It was all online at the time uh, on a site that's no longer up, but it, it allowed them to see what's going on. We took pictures, we did before and afters and all that stuff. But, you know, this was our portfolio that we owned. But again, if you don't have any capital, do the same thing. Take the pictures, stand outside, talk about why, talk about what. Have somebody give you a bid to repair. Talk about expected timelines. The more, the more you can document, right, the better off your chances are going to be. I think the magic number is 10. If you can prove over time that you found 10 opportunities and you took the time to document each one and then put them somewhere, make, make it a Facebook story or something, I don't know but put them somewhere so that when you're talking to people, you can go, hey, yeah, I've done this before. Go here. Because again, remember the stock trader. Nobody believes you the first time. Nobody, right? Somebody called me up and says, hey, put 10 grand over here. I don't know you from Adam. Why am I going to give you my hard-earned money, right? The answer is no and hell no. But if you can go, you know what? I've done this before. Go to this site or go to my Facebook page and look this up. And you can say, hey, look, on January 17th, I wrote about this house. And on February 2nd, I wrote about that house. And on March 17th, I wrote about this house. People are going to go, wow, not only you're, you know, not only can you do it once, but you've done it over and over. Maybe I should know more. So again, as you're finding these things, step out of your head, take 30 minutes and document why you think this is a great deal. And the more specifics you can give, the better. Again, you do not have to give the address. But if you can talk about the story, talk about the why, talk about timelines and give expected returns and maybe give a range, right? Hey, this could be 30 to 50K, right? Just, just talk about those things. Again, the longer your history, and I do think the magic number is 10, uh, the better off you'll be. Again, so what, once you've done this, right? So step three is sort of document it. Then you start, need to start sharing your stories of success right? Sharing your one story, sharing your second story, and then start sharing in mass. Wow, look at what I've done. This documents 
you know, that you've not only picked one stock winner, but you've picked dozens. And pretty soon you're like, you've got the Midas touch and your reputation is exploding. Your friends are talking to friends and people will just start throwing money at your way or at least reaching out to you. Maybe they're not ready to give you money yet, but they're reaching out to you going, wow, tell me about those 10 deals. How'd you find them? How do you do that? How can we partner? What does it look like? Right? Go to real estate groups. Talk about it. Shoot. Ask to speak at a real estate group. If you can talk about 10 deals you found and how you found them and what you've done, you can likely get up in front of the room and talk about it. And then your closing slide is, hey, oh, by the way, I do this all the time and I'm you know, looking to grow and I'm seeking private capital. Right? Talk about those things right? And, and share with everyone. Once you start getting to that magic number of 10, share widely, share often, share, like become a broken record. Because right? the more you tell people what you're doing, the more you attract. And that's uh, always a great thing. Next, now you've now you've got people coming to you going, I'm interested. Now you need to keep that service mindset. You need to understand in painful detail the process to protect your partner. You should stay focused on the service industry. Stay focused on your partner. They're giving you their hard-earned capital. They've probably spent years or decades saving. So you need to be able to commun communicate clearly and concisely and answer all their questions. How am I protected? Well, sir or ma'am, we do a first deed of trust. So you're in first position, just like the bank. We go through escrow. So everything is recorded. You were given a note that is actually a financial instrument that if you would like to sell, you could. And then finally, you are actually named on insurance. Heaven forbid this thing should suffer a fire or a flood or something catastrophic. The insurance company will pay you off first, right? That's powerful, right? They have a financial instrument that they could sell come worst case. They're recorded so they can foreclose on you without any issues, right? They're named on insurance so that they can get paid in case of a catastrophe. You've got to remove any concerns they have and go and make it look like a real business. You're not asking for a favor on a handshake. No, you are going through escrow. You're paying title fees. You are recording them with insurance. This is good stuff. This is a legit business transaction. They should feel better exiting this than they did going in. You should be able to talk about it at that level. And again, you're in the service industry. Next, you've already, you've, you've documented your track record. You've told them how they're protected. Now, how do they get paid? Talk about how they get paid, right? Are you paying them some kind of monthly fee? Are you paying them points up front so they get a little taste the day they sign, right? Are they getting that monthly interest? Are they getting something on the backside when it closes? Are they equity partners? Are they just getting a lump sum when it closes? I don't know. That's for you and them to decide. But you need to have an opinion. You need to put together a program that is good for them. You need to talk to your private investors and ask questions like, well, how would you like this? Right? I can give you a little now and a little later, or I can give you a lot more later, right? And nothing now. Have those conversations, right? Look at this as a service industry. Understand what they need. Do they need a couple hundred dollars a month, right, to pay rent or whatever it is? Or are they okay going, hey, I don't need that. You know, don't sweat it. Give, pay me back when you sell it. I don't know, right? Have those conversations. But again, remember you're in the service industry and getting your partner paid and when they're going to get paid and how they're going to get paid is paramount. And then the last one, you need to understand the worst case scenario and you need to talk about the worst case scenario, right? If the worst case scenario is, again, because they're protected and you can't sell it and the market changes, 
they get to foreclose and take back the house. That's the worst case scenario in lots of places. Another one could be the house burns down. Well, that one's not too hard because again, they're named on insurance, so they get paid, All right? So think about these things. What is the worst case scenario in what you're doing, All right? Are they coming in for part of the deal and then maybe the, the, the market crashes? Maybe, you know, what does that look like? Do you keep it as a rental? Do you renegotiate? Do you have to buy more time? Right? Think about the worst case scenario. A lot of people that bring me private money deals just assume like we're in a seller's market and everything sells. That's not going to be the case forever. So what does it cost, right? You want to pay me 10% to borrow 50 grand? All right. And you plan to sell in six months? Well, what happens at month seven when you can't sell? Don't tell me everything you've done to date is sold. I don't want to hear that because I'm, I, you know, I believe in Murphy's Law and mine will be the first one you can't sell in six months. So tell me what it costs if you want to hold my 50 grand for another six months. It ain't going to be free, right? I'm going to ask for two points, right? You're going to pay me an extra thousand dollars if you're going to keep my prop, you're going to keep my 50 grand six months longer than you thought you would. Right now, I hope that doesn't happen and I don't want that money, but you better believe I'm going to protect myself and I'm going to have the worst case scenario in so that if it does happen, I know what happens. You need to document everything and think about worst case and communicate that with your lender or your borrower, your private investor or partner, whatever you want to call them. I believe if these things are get done, you build your reputation, you share widely, you understand how to protect them, you understand how they're getting paid in the worst case scenario, you can absolutely borrow private capital with no experience. You're obviously building experience with the first four steps in this process, but again, you can come in cold. So in the end, hopefully you like this. Um, you know, Do me a favor, if you haven't subscribed already, please do. I try to post daily content. Uh, I do have a Twitter handle that I've just spun up. I, I canceled or closed my old one that I used for my software days. So the new one is one rental at a time, spelled a little differently than everything else. But as you'll see, uh, one rental at a time is kind of my thing. Uh, buy my book. Uh, it's something that uh, documents, again, how we use private money. I hit it up earlier. Uh, it looks like this. It's available on Amazon. Uh, best way to find it is just search my name, Michael Zuber, there at the bottom of that picture. Uh, it'll come right up. It's on the top of the list. Last time I checked, there was 42 five-star reviews, which I'm very proud of and, and very thankful of. Uh, we do do a thing with this book. Uh, if you get it, please take a selfie and send it to me. My email address is in there. You can put it on Facebook. You can send it to me on Twitter, whatever you like. Put it on this channel if you want as a comment. Um, those selfies are really fun. People like them, you know, smiling, interesting backgrounds, creative. There's a lot of creative ones I get, so send those over. And then after you read it, um, I would really love a five-star review from you. Um, you know, the self-published author game's hard. You've got to stay relevant. You've got to keep growing those five-star reviews. Uh, so that'd mean a lot. In the end, 